A young husband and father took his wife on a weekend getaway to celebrate her birthday. Yet he never came back, and he's never been found. In this episode, we explore what could have happened to Tyler Davis. Welcome, welcome, welcome in, guys. This is your old buddy Brad, bringing you another episode of Killing, Missing, Hidden. Our last episode of 2020. Yay! This week we're actually going to be discussing a much more recent case than we're used to covering. We can all thank listener Callista for this one, as she requested it not too long ago. Obviously, since it's kind of recent. It's a story of young love, lots of drinking, um, strip club, and a uh, man who goes missing without explanation. Perfect way to end 2020, right? Truthfully, at this point, I could have read a random thread from Reddit, and that would have been a fine way to end this year, because this year just needs to freaking end. Also, make sure you stick around to the very end, because we are going to be discussing some changes to this podcast. We, you're going to want to stick around to glimpse into the future of Killing, Missing, Hidden. But let's jump into our story. Brittany and Tyler Davis were a young couple in Wilmington, Ohio, trying to scrape out a living while raising a young child back in February of 2019. Brittany was working as a bartender while Tyler managed a Wendy's. Due to their hectic schedules, they rarely had an opportunity to spend much quality time together. However, they made it a point to take at least three getaways a year. Once for Brittany's birthday, once for Tyler's, and then again for their anniversary. So Brittany was turning 23 that February and the couple were headed to Columbus to celebrate. It was about 90 minutes from their home and Brittany said she had never been there before. They decided to stay at the local Hilton there in Columbus because it was within easy walking distance of the Easton Town Center, a popular dining, shopping, entertainment district. Tyler got off work about 3 a.m. that Saturday morning they were planning to leave. Brittany waited up for him and the pair went to bed around 5. They were scheduled to meet Tyler's parents for lunch and leave their son with him for the weekend. They overslept a wink and had to rush to meet Tyler's folks there at a nearby Texas Roadhouse restaurant. Lunch ended around 3.30 and Brittany and Tyler said their goodbyes to the little boy and headed on. They reached their hotel in Columbus around 5 p.m. They spent the next little while preparing for their night out when a friend of the couple's, a guy by the name of Sean Hughes, arrived at 6.30 p.m. They had invited him to join in in the night celebration since he lived in Columbus. They even gave Sean his own room key in case they got separated. The trio went out to the Easton Town Center around 8.30 that night. They checked out the landscape for a while and decided to start the celebration at Bar Louis. They had a few drinks, a few shots before moving next door to another bar by the name of Adobe. They hung out there until around midnight and returned back to their hotel. But the evening didn't end there. Brittany suggested taking an Uber to a local strip club known as the Dollhouse. This was a popular establishment due to its 
wide variety of drinks as well as their wide variety of women. It was also the highest rated adult entertainment facility in Columbus, according to Yelp. See how deep I'll dig for my listeners. If anyone wants to do some on-the-scene investigation and you live near Columbus, there's a link in the show notes and appreciate you reporting back so we can know whether it lives up to its reputation. Now, when they arrive, Sean immediately splits off from the couple to do his own thing. Brittany and Tyler hung out with one of the dancers. They bought her a drink and kind of just generally enjoyed the show, you could say. The three of them, whether together or separate, continued drinking until it was closing time, which was around two. Now, Tyler and Sean got into a bit of an argument with the bouncers, who were trying to kick them out at two. And the reason they didn't want to leave is Brittany was still in the bathroom. So they sorted that little misunderstanding out, and the three of them skedaddled around 2.30. Sean was the only one who had a phone with any battery left, so he was the one that ordered an Uber for the trio to return home. Now, the Uber took a spell getting there. It didn't arrive to the strip club until around 3. While they waited, actually some of the dancers came out and gave them water and chit-chatted with them and things like that. When they got in the Uber, Sean sat in the front seat and Tyler and Brittany sat in the back. It wasn't a long drive from their hotel, um, less than 20 minutes, but both Tyler and Sean passed out. When they arrived at the hotel, Brittany had to rouse the boys. She got Sean awake first and her husband. Now, Tyler woke up kind of groggy and really, really out of it. He was quite confused. He insisted that they had to get back to the hotel because he was tired and got kind of aggravated when Brittany tried to explain to him that they were already at the hotel. And Tyler kind of stormed off in frustration. Kind of reminds me of waking up my kids when they were little. Brittany started to give chase, but Sean said, no, I'll go get Tyler. You go on up to the room. So, you know, Brittany went up and started charging her phone and waited for him to come back up. After a few minutes, though, Brittany kind of got a little bit anxious and decided to go back down into the lobby and then out to the parking lot. But she didn't see either Tyler or Sean anywhere. She called Tyler, but didn't get an answer. However, a few minutes later, Tyler called Brittany back saying he was taking a walk around, trying to cool off. Sean arrived back at the hotel room a few minutes later. He said he'd run into Tyler, and Tyler was pretty upset and just trying to, you know, cool down, blow off some steam, and Tyler would be up in a few minutes. Tyler made a second phone call around 4.10 a.m., about 30 minutes after they had arrived back at the hotel. And he said... Look, I'm only about five minutes away. I can see the hotel. I'm hoofing it there. I'll see you shortly. Brittany said that Tyler still sounded out of it during his call. Um, Tyler actually called Brittany back about 60 seconds later, but there was nothing but silence. And I think the phone call only lasted four seconds. Brittany tried to get back in touch with Tyler, but he didn't answer. She was worried that Tyler's phone had died. Sean was exhausted at this point and said he had to go home to get some sleep, so he bailed around 4.30 in the morning. Now, by 5 a.m., Brittany was starting to panic. She had called every jail, hospital, and nearby friend 
you know, looking for Tyler, but dug up no leads. Uh, one of their friends by the name of Adam drove up to the hotel to help Brittany in her search. At 10.30 that morning, Brittany called Tyler's parents to let them know what was going on. And Tyler's dad actually drove up to Columbus to kind of join in the search. By 11.15, Tyler's mom was really upset and she asked Brittany to file a police report. And she did it immediately. So police arrived on the scene around 12.30 in the afternoon. And this, again, is on February 24th. A missing persons report was officially filed at 1 p.m. Now, a team of Brittany, Adam, and Tyler's dad continued their search to around 5. At the end of the search, Adam gave Brittany a ride back home so she could pick up their son. But Brittany left the car keys with the front desk at the hotel just in case Tyler returned that evening. Holding out hope. The group returned around 1 o'clock in the morning on February 25th, again with Brittany in tow. They spoke to the night manager of the hotel who showed them the CCTV footage from about the last 24 hours or so, but there was nothing that showed Tyler was around. The group also went over to the security office at the Easton Town Center and asked them to be on the lookout for Tyler and they kept searching till around 8 a.m. Now, despite Brittany having filed that missing persons report on February 24th, police didn't actually begin searching for Tyler for almost two full days. Police have since admitted, you know, they delayed their start to the search because they thought, you know, Tyler and Brittany probably had a lover's quarrel. Tyler was an adult. There's nothing illegal about him wandering off, so they thought it'd kind of resolve itself. But this delay, as you've no doubt learned from listening to me over the year, likely ruined any chances the police had at finding Tyler. Now, the good thing was the investigation they did conduct wasn't a total waste. They had learned uh, from getting records from the phone company that Tyler had asked his phone for directions to the hotel and apparently was listening to music as he was hoofing it back. Officers managed to obtain some CCTV footage from surrounding businesses, but Tyler wasn't really in much of it. Search dogs led police to a nearby pond, which was searched with dive teams and with sonar, but nothing was found. The last bit of information police could get from Tyler's phone was that at 3.53 a.m., Tyler was either 0 0.9, 0 0.8 miles from the hotel. There's conflicting reports. And was headed towards the hotel. This was the last confirmed location of Tyler, according to his cell phone or, frankly, anybody else. And that's all the information police have released. Uh, Sergeant Daniel Weaver said, quote, There are so many competing forces involved in this, it's almost taken on a life of its own. It's hard to discern between valid information and armchair quarterbacks who read into things that aren't true. It is an active investigation. We are continuing to follow leads. But other than that, I do like to remain pretty tight-lipped. And that's all we get from the cops in this case. Expecting more? Yeah, so was I. 
So this one kind of feels like it came to an abrupt end, huh? When police don't share their work, we really don't get to play armchair detective, which is sad for us. But here's some random information I was able to dig up. First, the Yelp reviews for our strip club establishment included a review by a dude named Sean S., who made the accusation that he was drugged by the bartender when she offered him a drink on the house. He claims to have remembered nothing after finishing the drink, then woke up eight hours later in his hotel room. His girlfriend, who was waiting for him at the hotel room, said that two bouncers carried him up to the room and just dumped him on his bed. When he checked his credit card, the establishment had charged him $2,000 for his time there. So there's a little bit of uh, dark clouds hanging over the strip club, maybe. Brittany has been very aggressive in keeping the story alive. She started a Facebook group. She's been interviewed by reporters dozens of times. And she appears at every press conference the police hold regarding Tyler's case. See, she's perpetually begging for information leading to the location of her husband. Interestingly, and sadly not surprising, she's become a target by many people online who believe she killed her husband. They speculate that Brittany and Sean had been too flirty that night, or that the three were doing drugs, or that Brittany thought Tyler was being too flirty with one of the dancers, and all of this speculation is extremely venomous. Nothing concrete, nothing based on facts. Just wild speculative theories. And, of course, we don't do that on here. Only I do that on here, right? All right. If y'all have listened to our Brian Schaefer episode, which you really should have, you may recall this little tidbit, that Columbus is near the top of the U.S. in terms of CCTV coverage. Now, that didn't help in Brian Schaefer's case, and it doesn't seem to be helping here. This is another disappearance where we've got CCTV cameras everywhere, and Tyler just ain't appearing on film. Now, of course, that raises the question of why are they spending all this money on cameras if they don't help solve these two cases? It's insanity. But maybe it helps, you know, solve hundreds of others. Now, from looking online, too, there's lots of random posts I found that suggest that while this Easton entertainment district is very popular and a very well-lit complex the area surrounding it can be a bit sketchy and has been described as an undeveloped woodlands for lack of a better term so it seems this hotel and the entertainment district are kind of a oasis in some not so great parts of columbus which introduces the idea that there could be a third party involved but We've got no evidence of it. And if Brittany did kill Tyler, where's the evidence of that? These are, this, again, very young couple. She just turned 23. There's no evidence that's been brought up that there's any animosity in their relationship. They haven't been talking about divorce or anything like that. 
Um, I mean, again, it seems like they worked weird hours and they would stay up late so they could see each other before they went to bed. They had a young child who they seemed to love and take care of. Uh, it was just your typical relationship of youth. Now, if you ask me, what do I think? I got no good idea on this one. Um, just none. The other two people involved in this tale, like I said, Brittany doesn't really strike me as suspicious. Sean's actions are a little odd. Uh, I just can't imagine being out with my buddies at that age, having one of them, you know, kind of storming off in what to him is a strange city and leaving him alone. Um, especially when you're the one from that city. That's To me, that's just not good friend behavior. Seems like a violation of the man code, right? I mean, he's exhausted, he's drunk, he's kind of in a stupor. It's 3 a.m., and you don't stick by him. You know, even if he's saying, look, leave me alone, I need to blow off some steam, that's fine, you leave him alone, but you don't leave him alone, you hang back. Or, you know, that's what I would do. Plus, Sean spells his name S-C-H-O-N, which immediately makes me suspicious of his upbringing. But, okay, so we know Tyler's walking back towards the hotel. The evidence indicates he intended to go towards the hotel. He was within a mile of the hotel when he just totally, totally vanished. How do you explain that? How? Come on, acolytes. I need some help with this one. Debbie, Chloe, Tara, Mandy, Mike, Heather, Laura, Alex, Matthew, Alvina, Trent. One of y'all, come on. Speak up. What's the thought here? See how much fun it is to join our Facebook group? I'll just randomly call you out without warning. Because I'm a delight. So, okay, um, I, I don't know what else to say on this case other than if you live in the area... Know that Tyler's about five foot ten, weighs around 170 pounds, brown eyes, brown hair. He's got a birthmark. It's kind of a reddish birthmark that extends from somewhere on his right arm up to his neck. He was last seen wearing a blue and green flannel shirt with a white t-shirt underneath, blue jeans and Nike tennis shoes. If you know anything about where Tyler may be, anything, please call the Columbus Police Department at 614-645-4545. This is a weird one. The dude, I mean, he's just surrounded by electronic eyes, and he just vanishes. I mean, the police can't even pick up a signal on his phone anymore. So I I don't know. It's 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 a weird case and I appreciate being it being suggested. I wish I had more information to go off of. But like I said, the police are being very very tight-lipped with what they share right now. If you want more information on this case, True Crime Garage actually did a really bang-up episode. They interviewed Brittany on the episode and got a lot of information from her about it. I didn't want to quote to any of that. Um, you know, I'd rather you give them a lesson if you're interested in hearing about it. 
that's our case. Our last case of 2020. So, like I said, we're done for the year. It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride, but fun, right? Not a carny built roller coaster ride, like a quality roller coaster ride. Okay, but we're going to make some changes to the ride in season two. First of all, we're getting rid of this joke of a host. Wait. Wait, who, who wrote this? Who? Guys, who wrote this? This isn't funny. No, no, no. I've put too much into this for some corporate suit to kick me out. It's my... We'll talk about... Okay. Well, here's Brad's changes for 2021. All right. First of all, we are opening a merchandise store. More details to follow, but if you feel like you've been needing some killing, missing, hidden all over your naked body, we got you. Okay? We plan on opening the shop January 1st. 2020 is not over, so who knows what will happen. But that's, that's our goal. Watch our social media and our website for the details. I promise it's going to feel like a hug from an angel on your body when you wear this stuff. It's, it's, it's ecstasy in fabric form. It's make up your own vast overstatement and insert it here. It'll, but regardless, it will be totally worth the $79.99 we charge for a t-shirt. I'm kidding. We wouldn't do that to you. It'll only be $69. All right, a more controversial change. So it's kind of tough to keep this podcast going and support my ginormous family, which totally my fault for having kids. So in addition to selling merch, you may get a visit from our friends Guido and Archimedes to pay your membership dues. Lots of y'all have not done that. They're, they're nice gentlemen. Just don't, don't, don't say no to them. They just, They've got some history with having issues with the word no. Okay, I'm joking, obviously. Um, we are thinking seriously about going the Patreon route, but 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 it will not be what you think, okay? Killing Missing Hidden is and will always remain free. I will hide no KMH content behind a paywall, okay? So you can subscribe to the podcast, Keep listening and not miss a thing whether or not you become a Patreon. What we're going to do instead, and the exact date is to be determined, but we're going to effectively start a second podcast. It will still be me and it will still be under the KMH brand, I guess you'd say, but it will have nothing to do with killing, missing, hidden. Um, it will just be a pulpery mess of a show. There won't be any direction. It'll be basically whatever I want. I'm going for the Seinfeld of podcasts, a show about nothing. Um, frankly, what we're hoping to do is have interviews on there that we typically don't do on the primary show. We will do some collaborations with other podcasts on there. It won't be related again to killing missing hidden type content it will be nonsense um for example 
I hope that we can play games on there. And that sounds stupid, but the idea I've got worked out would actually work for a podcast. Now, we're only promising one episode a month on this. We may do more as time permits. But really, if we can just trick four or five of y'all into subscribing, it will easily help pay for the bulk of Killing Missing Hidden's expenses. And I'm very excited about what we have planned. I know I've really done a crappy job at selling it here, but once we get it going, I think you'll see just the pure genius behind what we're trying to do with it. The goal is to launch it sometime in January, but I am not overly optimistic about that. So the third announcement is we are going to cut back on the number of episodes we release on Killing Mrs. Hidden just by a wink. Um, We released, counting this episode, 62 episodes for y'all in 2020. That's a lot, because each episode takes at least five hours when you count the research and all that stuff. Usually more. I mean, five hours is more for the minisodes. Now, obviously, I was really invested in getting the ship into the sea, but now that we're semi-successful and afloat, I'm going to cut down our expectations from 60-plus episodes to more in the neighborhood of 50-ish per year. You know, unless COVID continues to rule our lives, then who knows what's going to happen. By doing that math, if I ignore all of the listener requests, that would have us down to our ideal number of episodes. Which is interesting, huh? So, screw you guys. <laughs> no. Seriously, I appreciate the heck out of all of y'all, and I love all the requests that we get. It's really cool to have... I mean, we've got enough episodes on our list to do that come from listener requests that I think we could record one episode a week well into May and not run out. Um, And so that, I mean, to me, that's really flattering that you guys actually enjoy the work we do. I can't believe it. I can't believe so many people listen to this podcast and I appreciate the heck out of it. Um, If you want to add to our burden of shows that we need to record because listeners have requested it, you can email us at info at kmhpodcast.com. We're always happy to know that you are actually interested in the topics we cover. So your requests give us some peace of mind. If you have any other suggestions, especially for our nonsense podcast, send them on as well. Um, Okay, well, that's enough planning and administration and announcements and all that boring crap for one day. Here is your last palate cleanser of 2020. Enjoy it. Savor it. Why can't you hear a psychiatrist use the bathroom? Because the pee is silent. That's right. We're ending 2020 on a bathroom joke. You gotta love it. Okay. I'm tired. I know y'all are tired. I apologize for this episode being a little on the short side, but it is what it is, okay? I mean, we're in the holidays right now. Just enjoy what what I was able to produce, please. Um, but thank y'all again for sticking with us, for being there, for cheering us on, for sharing us with your friends, for just being all around kick-ass listeners. We really appreciate it. 
We hope that you survive these final few days of 2020. We know that 2021 is going to be a year. Hopefully, we can all make it an awesome year. Again, thank you all so much for being awesome listeners. Can't say that enough, and we mean it from our hearts. I will see you on the flip side of the calendar. Brad out. Thank you for listening to Kellen Missing Hidden. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share. Questions? Email us at info at kmhpodcast.com.